Welcome to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I'm Chef West Step, and I'll be your host for Outer Banks Raw, a brand new podcast coming from the Outer Banks. We're going to be talking about food, fitness, lifestyle, you name it, that Outer Banks state of mind that y'all love so much. You want to plug in? Tune in here. This podcast is sponsored by Chefs on Call, a branch of Resky Cafe Restaurant located in Duck, North Carolina. Chefs on Call's talented personal chefs will cook, serve, and clean up while you relax and enjoy the company of your friends and family at your Outerbanks vacation home. Find more at redskycafe.com. Hey, this is Chef West Step, and welcome back to our next edition of Outer Banks Raw. Coming at you live from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. We're down here in Duck, and today I've got a special guest, another fellow restaurateur. This is Matt Corey from Outer Banks Boyle. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. I know I, I saw the other po- some of the podcasts, and I was like, dude, I got to reach out. I got to hit him up. I got to get on. I want to see these. I want to be a part of this. So it's really cool that you're doing this, and I'm, I'm stoked to be here. So thank you. So you've got a unique business model, which you have spread out now and you're on that venture. One thing I love about having the opportunity to talk to you today is because both me and you are sort of aggressive entrepreneurs. Okay. So it's <laughs> sort a of good like, word for it. I yeah. Like I mean, you know, it's a, it's a nice way to say we're go-getters to a certain degree. We definitely got that Outer Banks vibe about us, but we like to step out of our comfort zone. And so anyway, you started Outer Banks Boil. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me how you've grown it and tell me how it's being received. Sure. So Outer Banks Boil Company was actually it started from coming down here as a kid and my family would rent in Kerala then we'd do day trips to Kerova. Then eventually we started doing vacations in Kerova. So right. I'm one of three boys. My parents didn't want to take us to a restaurant. We had like multiple families with us. So we actually would do deep fried turkeys every Thanksgiving. So we had the gear and we right. used to go to steamers. So we knew yeah. the steamer pots. So we would just start doing it ourselves with the gear that we'd bring down. So we do this boil, it was two sawhorses and a plywood, you know, piece of plywood and newspaper, cook it up on the beach, dump it out. And that was kind of the genesis of it. And then I went to school at UNC Wilmington. My senior year, I took an entrepreneurship course. Part of the the course was develop a business plan over the course of the semester. I worked in Kerala every year when I was in college. So I knew I wanted to live at the beach. Really, I just wanted to wear board shorts. Yeah. (laughs) Went to business school. I was like, I don't want to wear a suit and tie. So that business class, I put together Outer Base Boil Company on paper. I waited till the last week of the semester to actually start the project. So it was a little rushed, a little flawed. I probably spent more time in extracurriculars and surfing and doing other things rather than actually studying. But turned the project in. It didn't get a great grade. And that's mostly my fault. Right. But yeah, sidelined. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. So, But at that point, I was like, all right, I'm moving back to the beach. Graduated in 12, 2012. Started Outer Banks Boil Company out of my apartment in the Crawley Town Center in 2012. And that first year was 10 caterings. You know, we go out to people's houses, do the boil, cook, serve, clean, the whole thing. The next year was 30 caterings. The next year was 60 caterings. And then in 2015, did 200 plus caterings. And Matt Broughton from Cosmos Pizza, I was working there at the time. He hated it because like, I would be like taking boil phone calls while I was like serving tables. He'd be like, dude, you gotta stop it. And I was like running the boil company out of there. But he was really, really helpful early on. 2016 actually opened the first brick and mortar store in Corral in the Timbuktu shopping center. And then since then, we've actually opened up eight more locations from New Jersey to Florida. So pretty wild. That's freaking awesome. It's cool, man. It's awesome. You know? Now, the Outer Banks is unique environment for businesses like yours, which is the Outer Banks Boil. I've got a similar business. I started in 2002 when I started Red Sky. We were talking earlier today. It's like, 
I just wanted to do the restaurant. That was it. I'd done catering before, and I was like, okay, that's a lot of work because there's a lot of work in catering. People people think that we're just making easy money. That dog don't hunt. It is hard work, isn't it? It's crazy, man. From coordinating it to executing it to cleaning it up and to keeping everybody on task, it is freaking a job. The human capital side of it, right, having the right people, and you know right. this so well, man, like having the right people is the biggest aspect of it, right? So. Totally. For my store in Corral, and that's really the breadwinner of the bunch, you know, and, and obviously we, we're doing the caterings, but we we do the takeout pots as well, too. And we right. were talking before, but it's like a 45-55 revenue split between right. 45% catering, 55% takeout. So the prep that goes into it, I mean, you're cutting potatoes, they're shucking corn, right. you know, deveining shrimp, all these different things that go on. That happens all day long. Right. And then at 2 o'clock, the doors open, we start selling the takeout pots. And then at the Game same on. time, we got... Like last night, we were talking like 19 caterings last night, hour of Kerala. That's 10 different people all going out. Most people doing two events. Right. And then one person doing a single one-off, right? So multiple vehicles going in multiple different directions. You got to pack up the catering case. You got to pack up the pots. You got to pack the coolers. And then it's just, it's, you're kind of on your own like schedule when you're out doing your boils. Right. Which is dope. Like for me, I still go out and do them. And that's like my favorite part. There's families I've done for eight, nine years, and I've right. watched their kids grow up. Yeah. I've watched them add kids to their families. Yeah. And it's like, I show up and they're like, Uncle Matt, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is the coolest thing in the world. But having the right people yeah. is, is massive, man. You know, so catering manager, general manager, all my catering guys, all my shop people, you know, and having restaurants being in this industry. Right. Without the right people, nothing is possible, you know? Well, one thing about the Outer Banks is, is because of the shortness of our season, we've talked about this earlier too, and it's back to what I was talking about in 2002 when I opened Red Sky, is we need multiple streams of revenue coming in because, you know, as as hot and heavy as it is during the summer months, I mean, anybody blind, crippled, crazy could, could get business. It's like, but can you sustain the business and sustain the people throughout the year? So that's when I introduced, you know, in 2002, I found... I wanted to sell food to go. So I figured they got these big houses, you know, almost like a Dean and DeLuca. You know, you pick up yeah. some gourmet lasagna. And, you know, and what I found was, is the clientele that we had, they were like, hey, you know what? We don't want to even deal with that stuff. Why don't you just come to our house? So that's when I started Chefs on Call, which Chefs on Call, for me, that's what I love about your idea, the Outer Banks Boil. And, and I, I don't, I want to make sure that this is, said right yours is a much simpler concept than my chefs on call sure. because it's you know chefs on call we do the boards basically and you've come to nc coast and you know you <laughs> love the boards and it's an experience you mentioned that earlier you know there's an experience that you're giving these people that goes way past the food and with your concept it's i say it's simpler and simple does not mean easy so it's not any ease of difficulty so whether you're doing a gourmet dinner of like the chef's boards which has got filet and all that stuff on it to the outer banks boil it takes a lot of work on both sides you know what i mean equal amounts of oh yeah and look i mean for us like that's always been like my thing right yeah. is keep it simple stupid right. you know and look i i love nc coast you yeah. know it like every time i'm there it's always a chef's board every single time but for us it's it's kind of i don't want to use like dumbing down as yeah. it but like the word you use is experience, right? right? So for us, we want folks to come watch us cook. We right. want them to, to be a part of it. Right. It's an open book. You know, it's one big pot. You cook it up. You serve it up. And like the dump out of the food on the table is always like one of the coolest things. Everyone's got their cameras out and they're so stoked. 
But curating that experience attached to the meal right. is so profoundly important, you know, yes. because, and that's like our mission statement at our baseball company is we're in the business of not only making meals, but memories, right. you know, for folks. And it's tradition based too, right? Yeah. Like you come down here on vacation for so many families, it's one week every year, maybe right. it's the same house or it's every other year, whatever it is. But for us, when we get to go out and do that, especially the first time, then they book us again and again, again and again. And like the same, like you got your regulars that come and you know them, you, yeah. you say what's up to them when they walk in the door. That is, I think, the coolest part about the Outer Banks. Like this is such a unique area, you know, and being able to put that that memory in these people's minds. They'll go back home and they'll be like, tell their neighbors, you know, tell their friends, tell their family. That's the word of mouth stuff that I love. It's like yeah. the next week people are down like, oh, Bill and Sue had you guys last week. It was so awesome. So that's just, it, it's the coolest thing in the world. And that's like why I love this place. When I started this, I never actually really thought the boiler was actually going to work. Like, I just wanted to sling pizza and do surf lessons right. and, you know, hang out at the beach, right? But I knew if I was here in the Outer Banks, even at 22 years old, when I first moved here 10 years ago, if my head and my heart were happy where I was, I was going to make it work. Right. And look, I've been so fortunate. I'm so blessed. Kudos to my mom, who is the rudder of Outer Banks Boiler Company. Right. Mom, I love you so much. Thank you for everything you do. You're the best. <laughs> Having like that support system, even in those early years, was just so instrumental. And then being able to say, yo, this is home. I'm comfortable here. I want to take this and, and be able to give people that same experience. Right. right. And it's... uh. It's magical, man. Like this place is, is is magic, you know. Yeah, big thing about it is, is I think a lot of the stuff that you do, you want to promote that and the experiences and you want to attach yourself to, hey, you know, when you're on vacation, you know how you felt? And that's why I love your idea of taking the concept and going outside of the area. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, okay, okay, so we're in Charlottesville and we're going to, you know, we're in the mountains. It's not the beach, but we want a little taste of the Outer Banks in our backyard. Right. And so you bring them in and you've got that opportunity, yeah. you know? So, but that being said, it's hard to transition outside of the area some of that experience that's just natural for down here because you do have 25 to 50 to 30 to 15 people in a house. Sure, absolutely. Where you don't find that in other areas, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, and that's like the thing for us too. And and like, I love it, dude. And like for you, like with Chefs on Call, like you are so ahead of your time with that stuff. And I think it's like, it's a pioneer. And like, you know, I look at it, I'm like, dude, like that's exactly what I wanted to do, right? You know, right. with the Boyle Company, because I saw it when I was, working in restaurants, you know, back when I was working at Cosmos or even for Matt Paulson up at First Light, she, right. I was like 20 years old, like showing up to breakfast shifts at 6 a.m. after maybe a night out that yeah. I didn't get a ton of sleep. Right. And it was, I was a kid, but I would watch like families walk into those restaurants and be like, hey, we got 20 people, where can we sit? It's like nowhere, you know? So, and that's the thing, man, like being able to get out ahead of it and right. create this niche sort of thing. Like so many people come down here and they stay in these huge houses, these beautiful homes. They have right. everything they need right there. Why leave? Why know? leave? It's like, let's go to them. You know, so for you being the pioneer for it, I remember like looking at that sort of thing going like, oh, shoot, like we can do that. Let, let's go do that. Let's bring it to them. And right. for us, as we've kind of pivoted and, and started opening stores in other areas, it's always Outer Banks Boil Company of, right? So Outer Banks Boil Company of Ocean City, New Jersey. Charlottesville, Virginia Beach, you know, we got our three here on the beach. So Corral, Kitty Hawk and Hatteras serving the entire island here. There's two down in Florida. I have kind of a sister affiliate in Ocean City, Maryland, but 
with Outer Banks Boil Company of, it helps kind of take that picture you have in your head when you're right. here and get that same sort of like memory, that feel, you know, right. and that's what we're trying to curate. On a personal level, one thing about it is that I think we probably noticed is both of us are pretty healthy. We both of us are... Try to be, uh, at least. You try to be. I mean, you know, we're not like Mr. Clean, but we are definitely work out and stay in shape. I think for me, myself, as people ask me, they go, why are you doing a podcast? I mean, you got two restaurants going, you got a catering business going, you got the chefs on call going. Do you not have enough to do, Wes? And I'm like, you know, and then you work out and they think, oh, my, I'm going to spend all my time in the gym. But when I'm not doing all this other stuff, that that ain't the way it works, you know. It's consistency. I hate to, I hate it, but it's the the food, the nutrition part of it, and then it's the the routine of, and I love it. And it, and you know, we talked about this the other day. It's the reason, one of the major reasons that I can do all of these things. And yeah, I'll go up to Wavy and do a TV show, or I'll go do a podcast, and I'll do all this restaurant stuff. And I think the area in itself, we're kind of unique because most people in this business don't tend to stay in real good shape. No. And like, that's, it's, it's tough, especially it's such a demanding yes, industry, right? It is. Look, man, everyone talks about, you know, being in the restaurant industry, right? And, and we're really unique too, you know, with the catering side of things. It's not like the standard restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why. I've got I both. It. Yeah, exactly. You got both, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's like, you know, kind of being a bit of a disruptor, you know, that's always right. kind of way I've looked at it. But going back to the health side of things, man, like routine is so important and it's, it's, a lot tougher in the summertime for me, you know, right. to, to stay on routine. So yeah, me too. You know, I try to run, you know, I try to get to the gym as much as I can, but you know, getting out for a surf or like a skate with the dog, you know, right. and like let him pull me around. Like just trying to find those little pieces of time in the midst of the chaos to stay healthy, you right. know? And for me, it's like, you know, it's, it's very cyclical, right? Get to the winter time. And it's like, all right, I had a crazy summer. We worked our butts off. Let me get a little time to decompress, but then it's back to, you know, we talked about it before, but carnivore diet for me has been right. huge. You know, Joe Rogan, obviously, I listen to Joe Rogan and talks about eating meat. Da, da, da. So doing that has been really big. Yoga has been a big thing for me. And I think that that's really helpful in the off season. I, I haven't been able to get down there as much as I'd like to, you know, as, as you know, I became a partner with Kind Yoga, right. Scott and Leah down there at, at Kind Yoga. And I know, I know our listeners don't know Scott, but I call him the produce pickles. pirate. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Pickles. Shout out pickles, man. Yeah. Thanks for all the corn, dude. Appreciate you always, bro. He's wild, man. And I tell you, he's an incredible yoga teacher, yogi. And I think incorporating that into my life over the past few years has been huge, man. You know, I, I snapped my humerus in half last year, compound fracture, needed surgery. You know, I was out for a while, was able to get back into yoga this past year and look, the flexibility, the mental health component, and I think we, we got to touch mental health on this right. podcast, right? Like, especially in the industry that we're in, right? keeping your mental health sharp or at yeah. least being cognizant of it is so important. And it's it's hard to do amidst the manic depressor, depressive nature of this island and this beach, right? right? But being able to stay on top of things and and keeping yourself sharp through routine, through fitness, through wellness, through nut- nutrition, and you live up in Corolla year round, of yep. course. Yep. I'm really stoked too, because like in the in the off season, I'm a volunteer firefighter up at station seven up in right. Corova, you know, and I get to do some firefighter courses in the off season. The one thing that I was able to do this year and shout out Coach Jordan from First Flight Lacrosse. You know, we I went down and I was assistant coach with the 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 first flight middle school lacrosse team. So right. dude, like we are so fortunate 
and and we've been so blessed, I think, you know, just being able to do what we do, but being of service and, and being able to give back to this community that has given so much to us is is profound, man. You know, I know. I tell you it's, what, it's, so it's, cool. it's the only time I truly feel whole. Yeah, and fulfilled. Oft, right? Oftentimes it's like, I don't want to do it when I'm leaving the door. It's like, oh my God, I need to really just like chill out for a little while, Wes. You know, it's like, take a nap. Forget chilling but out, man. Come on, we don't have that in Once I get there and I start and once I get through it, I'm going, oh, that's exactly where I was supposed to be. Thank you. You're into aviation as well, right? Yeah. I actually started flying planes when I was really young. I think I was probably five or six years old. My grandfather got me into it and I did quite a few years and built up a logbook, just flying Cessnas, you know, doing flight training. And it was like the coolest thing in the world to me. My favorite movie of all time is Top Gun. Oh uh, yeah. So, and that's why I get this <laughs> Have you seen the right new now. one? Oh dude, three uh, times. I, I heard it was like, really good. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like totally geeking out. Like, you know, it's, it's to me, aviation was such a cool thing. I always wanted to be a, f- a fighter pilot, you know? Right. I decided to cook shrimp for a living instead, you know, right. but that has now allowed me to, I, I, I got involved with Outer Banks Aviation, what was actually originally Outer Banks Airlines, and I was chartering some flights to go to some other stores, to go to some weddings and things of that nature. And that actually segued into a conversation. I bought an airplane back in 2020, which is so cool. I flew down to, I guess it was like somewhere in North Carolina, and then we had to fly the plane back to Georgia. We landed in a soybean field. Oh. to get the deal done, like put the money in escrow, da, da, da. And then me and my pilot were sitting there and we're taking off out of a soybean field and we had the abort the takeoff three times because oh. it was like, trees are coming, stall warning, <laughs> stall warning, abort, go around. We had the guy jump back in and he was able to get us out, but flew back from Georgia. And that's now segued into what is now Outer Banks Aviation. We're based out of Manio. We have an annex up in Chesapeake, but we have four aircraft and a 20,000 square foot hangar in Manio where we do private air charters. So like think, you know, private jet, but on a smaller scale. So it's more boutique-y, you know, it's not going to break the bank. It is definitely a little bit expensive, but getting to the Outer Banks is so tough, Yeah, you know, so offering folks an alternative, you know, and that's kind of like the way I looked at Outer Banks Boil Company too, is we want to create an alternative dining experience. And now with being a partner in Outer Banks Aviation, that's kind of what I want it to become as well too, an alternative travel experience. Right. So we do obviously the air charters. We have air tours where we can take you up. We'll fly you around, see the lighthouses. You'll see some dolphins. You'll see, you know, whatever you want. We have the 20,000 square foot hangar so we can put planes in the hangar. If you're a transient aviator and you want to park it, put it in the hangar, you know, for the week while you're here. We also have maintenance that we do in-house on our own aircraft and then all the transient aircraft. And then we have a flight school too. So I'm not a, I consider myself a pretend pilot at this point. (laughs) Look, if there was a zombie apocalypse, and I needed to fly an airplane, I could do it. Right. I just don't have the certification <laughs> or the, you know, that the license yet. But I've done hundreds of hours now in the cockpit. You're like a Google doctor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Google, look, man, you know, <laughs> that's it. I Google how to do it, man. Easy peasy. But that's something I'm, I'm working on, you know, staying active on. But it's, it's really cool, too. I mean, total dream come true for me to be able to go, you know, I was able to cook shrimp and, and do all these things. And I, like I said, dumb it down a little bit, right? Like, I, I just turned 32 back in March, but... Being able to sit here and say, like, oh, my goodness, like, we have served so many people. We have done so much awesome stuff. And now I get to go do these things that fill me up. Right. You know, whether it's the aviation, the firefighting stuff, you know, the coaching. Again, and I think it's so directly attributable to this area, this community, the people, and everyone that's helped me along the way. Like, looking at you going, like, 
dude, he does it the right way, yeah. you know? And like, you kind of look up to, and like look up to people right. and you watch how successful they can be. And then you want to find that same success too. So it's, it's just Outer Banks, man. Like Outer Banks raw. It's, it's. Well, so I love, I love the passion project. Really, the the money is not the motivating factor. Now, granted, I've been with money and I've been without money. Mm-hmm. It's always better with money. I saw something on social media that I thought was really interesting. Okay, Ooh, yeah, I, I gotta, so, I'm gonna be careful. I haven't done it yet. I, I know done you yet. haven't, haven't done, done it yet. yet. But it's coming. Okay, but it's coming, and I know you want to be careful because you never know. Yeah. So I did a, a boil a couple of weeks ago, and there was, and apparently, and I didn't know at the time. They they said nothing about it. I was just showed up and it was like same old boil stuff, like yeah. cooling, chilling, like we're doing our thing. It was actually raining that day too. So it's like cooking underneath and like, it was just a, a, a wild little setup. You know, the thunderstorms that come in here and you get dumped on, but the family was so cool. They were so fun. Turns out there was an executive producer there from a network and I won't say which one yet. Again, didn't say anything to me at all, but I guess like a couple days later, they called my catering manager, Michaela, and they were like, hey, we want to reach out to you guys. We want to talk to Matt and see if he can come on this show. Right. And I didn't hear anything for like three weeks, four weeks. Right. And then the other day I was like sitting there, it was like 3.30. So I'm getting ready to go to my catering. And I get a phone call and it's like from New York. And I'm like, all right, you know, Matt from Arab Baseball, what can I do for you? They were like, hey, we want to bring you up to New York and do a boil in Times Square for this national network as part of this morning TV show. And I was like... Yeah, I mean, I guess I could do that. It's like you said, man, you just never know who you're doing these things for, you know? Right. And and it goes into like just having that it's it's not like tunnel vision, but it's you get in that mindset of like yeah. I just want to give these guys a good time. Right. And when you do that, you focus on that and creating the experience. You never know who you're going to run into, you never know what's going to come from it, and I'm so stoked again. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but August looks like, you know, I'll be going up to New York to, to do a boil, uh, you know, in Times Square and, and kind of showcase Outer Banks and yeah, Outer Banks know, Boil Company to the world. That's what I like about it. Okay. First of all is kudos to you. Thank you. Good luck. You know what I mean? I hope it all works out. And it's great for you and it's great for the Outer Banks Boil Company to get, you know, national notoriety. You know what I mean? There's no doubt about that. But it's also great, and I know you feel the same way, to be, hey, I'm an Outer Banks boy. Exactly. And guess what? You know, we are we are here. I'm going to, you know, it's not just a freaking series on Netflix. Okay. Right. This is the real Outer Banks. This is the real one. Yeah, this not is filmed in Charleston. Yeah. No, no, this is real Outer Banks. This is yeah. where you guys come to vacation and yeah. you know what? We're getting noticed and you know, we want people to know what we're doing. And that's the, the bottom line. Well, and I mean, just look in the past couple of years, right? When COVID happened, we had that like six week shutdown, right? right? We were all kind of sitting here. And I remember I was like, I was playing golf. I was surfing. I was on the boat. And I did that for a couple of weeks and I was like, Oh shit, we gotta we gotta start making money again, you yeah. know. And it was kind of that weird like purgatory stage, going, "Yo, what is this year gonna be be like?" And then when things opened back up, I think there was I think there was a Forbes article or something that came yes. out about one of the ten beaches, yeah. you know, and it, and it really worked in our favor. But then I think what's happened in the past couple of years, right? We're all doing record numbers, you know, right. and it's amazing. But we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but. Now what we're seeing, and like this is Outer Banks raw, and a lot of people don't see it, the staffing side of things for us is really, really challenging. Supply chain, obviously, across the board, every industry, but from the staffing side of things, the housing component for our employees, for folks that want to work. You know, there's a little bit of a time where some people didn't want to work and they were cool with getting that little check and whatever, and right on, good for you. But now we're doing so much business. We're so inundated. 
we all don't have the staff to sustain. And everyone's working their butts off, man. Like, shout out to everyone in the restaurant industry, all the EMS people. Like, I know with the fire station up there in Corova, all the, they're like down 10 deputies up yeah. there. They're down like 10 EMS staff. Like, shout out to all those people for right. all the work that they do. But it's become an issue for restaurants, you know, in darn near every profession, every industry here on the beach without having affordable housing for these people, for these kids to come down and work, how do we get past that? I think that solution to this thing is going to come from private industry because I don't think government is going to be able to fix it. You know what I mean? They don't don't know which way to go. For people who are looking for jobs and everything, the opportunity down here, if you're a hard worker and you show up and you come in, you can be mad. Yeah. In, in 10 years. You could years. be West. You exactly, could be West. You could now. be whoever you're looking at going, man, I want to get there. I mean, I'm telling you what, it's like, it is a fertile ground for people who want to grow. Exactly. And if you want to grow and you're willing to put the sweat into it, you're going to get noticed. And, and look, it's an incubator for yeah. it, right? You know, and one of the cool things that we're doing, you know, with, with the Boyle Company, man, and I'm so stoked. We're able to bring in some of these younger guys and gals. I remember when COVID hit, I was able to kind of take some bartenders and servers that right. weren't working as much because of restaurant restrictions, bring them in to be a boiler. And right. when I, like for my boil guys that go out and do the catering, it's like you said, it's personality. Like right. that's the only thing that matters. I can teach anyone how to cook a boil. Right. It's not rocket science, but can you have a beer with anyone? Like yeah. that's kind of how we look at it. And it's right. like, can you connect with people? If you can do that, you can be great at it. So what we've done then I got these guys and gals that come in, they start as maybe shop people, and then they work into catering manager or general manager, or they work through what we are calling our Boyle University. So the best ability is availability. And this area, if you can get in and find the right people, we can like, for the Boyle company itself is, is we're trying to take these guys, let them work through the business, imprint the culture on them. And then when they're ready, I'll go, all right, man, where do you want to go? Where do you want to open a store? Like, so next year I got two guys rolling out to Emerald Isle and then Oak Island that were part of our unofficial Boyle University. So, but like you said it, man, work your ass off, like work your ass off. There's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I'm going to tell you one thing, man. I know for, for me, people are going, why are you doing this? Why are you, be, why, what the hell's wrong with you, Wes? Well, because I've been team building the entire time. Yes. And it's like, yes, I can walk away from Red Sky right now and go over to NC Coast and I can do the NC Coast thing. And guess what? I can go to a catering today because I've got good teams around there. So it's all about the people. It ain't about me. It's about the people. Look, and that's the thing. I mean, I think we all can just kind of look at it and go, you know, it's it's without those people, you know, none of this stuff is possible. You know, so having a good team, like shout out my mom again, mom, love you. Uh, Everything that she does for the Boyle Company is, is incredible. My buddy, Kurt, who runs the store down in Kitty Hawk with my buddy, Justin, we call him country. My guy, Chris, down in Hatteras. My general manager in Kerala, Matt Gillen. My catering manager, Michaela. And then everyone that ever dons the Boyle Company logo. Like, we we had this thing. It's like, we want a mafia. Yeah. Know? And you become a family, right? <laughs> right? Even at the store level, right? For you at Red Sky, NC Coast. But being able to team build and farm in your own backyard and right. bring on quality people. That's what makes it all successful. So it is awesome. Well, Matt, I tell you one thing, I really appreciated having you come in today and 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 I wish you continued success. You know, don't lose the vibe, just keep rolling forward. Remember, just, and roll, just go forward. Adapt or perish, you know. <laughs> Got to be like a shark. Keep swimming or you're going to die, right? That's it. Keep going. Anyway, well, 
It's Thank great you. seeing you. you Thanks too. for being part of Outer Banks Raw. And we'll catch you in August on that national TV network, yeah. which we're not going to mention. That's right. We'll see it out there, man. I'm stoked. Thank you so much for having me. Honored to be a part of it. And, you know, thank you for all that you do for the community and, you know, everything you do here, man. It's, it's amazing. It's inspiring. So cheers. All right, brother. Take care. Hey, that was an exciting episode of Outer Banks Raw. I want a big boogie shout out to Outer Banks Boyle and Matt. Anyway, this is Chef Westep, your host of Outer Banks Raw. Thank you so much for tuning in and getting that Outer Banks state of mind. Subscribe or follow and catch us next time. Outer Banks Raw. Later. <laughs>